EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM G'day, g'day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, another week goes by. Another EFTM podcast for you. Great to have your company, Trevor Long, with you. And you can get in touch anytime you like with me. You just go to the website, EFTM.com. If you want to chat technology with a bunch of other geniuses, then join the EFTM Man Cave group on Facebook. Just go to uh, facebook.com forward slash EFTM online and look for the Man Cave, the EFTM Man Cave. Great bunch of people there willing to help with fun little questions, interesting little questions or random things or just sharing silly stuff, um, although we prefer just the tech stuff. Uh, <laughs> the, the moderators will come down hard on you. Um, lots to get through. In fact, I didn't think we were going to have much, but I so many calls this week. Um, we're going to talk everything from smartwatches to mobile signals to mobile phone buying to uh, computer problems to helping me spend your money uh, and Wi-Fi issues. Plus, I, I need to talk about scams. We um, we will talk uh, to someone who's been scammed pretty badly. So um, there's a lesson for all of us in everyone's, I guess, problems. You know, the the problems or the the outcomes that you have as an individual can influence other people in a positive way. So the negative impacts on you can be positive for others. So let's try and turn it on its head that way. And I want to talk five G now. I switched to Vodafone on the weekend. <coughs> um, for my drive down to Young, I switched and great, all worked, excellent. You know, probably a little less coverage on the on the way than Telstra might have had. But in the city, I'm just flying up here. But they've just switched on a whole bunch of extra 5G. So we're going to talk to uh, the Executive General Manager of Mobile and Fixed Networks at TPG Telecom, the company that is now a merged group with Vodafone, um, Barry Keswick. And he's going to tell us all about this new mobile network rollout because I'll straight up say it here. It's not what I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was an instant switch on of an amazing 5G network, but I feel like there's something I'm missing because it doesn't work on all devices or something. So I need to unpack that, and you'll be doing it with me real time. Um, so we will talk Vodafone 5G a little later in the show. But most importantly, if you have a question, please get in touch. Uh, if you want to hear me on the radio or talk to me on the radio, there's a bunch of radio stations I appear on every week uh, in over 50 places across Australia. So you should be covered with that. Uh, just go to EFTM.com and find the little button that says, where to hear Trev on the radio. But most importantly, I'm here to help you right here on the EFTM podcast. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. All right, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Lovely to be with you. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. G'day, Lee. G'day, mate. How you doing? Yeah, real good. That's the way. What can I do for you? Uh, I was in the market for some smartwatches for the kids. Yep. But um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of ones we've looked at, the likes of uh, the the Frozen and the Spider Man jobs at Big W and whatnot, mm. thirty bucks. But um, there's a lot of reviews on them that aren't too flash. So I'm just sort of after your advice on what what would be a, a good rugged type. What, what do you kid. want it to do? What, what why do you want smartwatches for the kids or watches for the kids? All right. Well, one will be to eventually be able to either send them a text message or yep. give them a call while they're at school or yep. if, you know, emergency arises or whatever, and also just that tracking that tracking thing and, and probably something a bit fun for them as well. Look, I'll be honest with you. My kids utterly love the VTEC stuff that you get at Big W, those. I think we've yep. got a Star Wars one and a couple of things, but they're, uh, they're not smart. They're just fun kids, digital watches with games on them, yep. cameras on them, stuff like that. There's, yeah, gotcha. There's really... Three products that come to my mind. Um, uh, one is an Apple Watch. Uh, two is Apple. Space Talk, and the third yep. one is Moochies. Um, yes. Moochies and Space Talk, both Aussie companies. Um, yep. Moochies. Uh, look, I, I won't lie. Of the three, I, it would be my third pick, but that's really only because of the way it's designed and the kind of engineering around it. It's for what it is in terms of what they've executed as a small Aussie business. It's amazing. I look at it and go, I think the Space Talk is a much nicer-looking device. It looks more like a Fitbit, um, yep. you know, really well-designed. And, you know, you're paying for that, right? They're, um, yeah, yeah. you know, they're, they're 350 250 350 for different versions of it. But either the Moochies or the Space Talk, let me tell you really simply how it works. You put a SIM card in that, and obviously you've got to pay every month for that, but they're easy to find. Get a Boost Mobile or a Kogan or something like that. Put yep. the SIM card in. Um, you can, as a parent, you set it up on an app. You can then 
restrict the number of people who can call that phone. So importantly, they won't get random spam calls. It actually blocks calls from coming through. Um, But most importantly, they can message you um, and and phone you. So you put yourself, you know, my kids have got mum, dad, granny in it kind of thing. Um, They they struggle if you use them too much for tracking. Like if you're looking every half an hour, every time you ask – you're burning through the battery of the watch and watches struggle gotcha. with battery because they're small. But the yeah, Space Talk yeah. and the Moochie should absolutely get through a day with very basic tracking. You know, you set it to do, you know, every now and then style tracking, not every 10 minutes, and it'll it'll be fine. It'll get through the day. Um, they've even got video calls these days on these things. Like, it's pretty awesome. Um, if your kids go to an area where Vodafone coverage is good, the Apple yep. Watch is phenomenal. Like, I won't lie, my kids utterly love their Apple Watches. Spoiled yep. little brats, I get it. But, you know, that <laughs> we got them to test them for the tracking and stuff, and they were amazing. Um, but my kids now just use them for, um, you know, fitness tracking and stuff. Like, they, they use them to log our walks and all that kind of stuff. So they've become yep. very engaged in that process as well. The reason yep. I said Vodafone is because the only provider that works with them is a thing called Truephone, which is on the Vodafone network. And it's important because if they're, it's a bad coverage area. So my kids' yep. school, shocking coverage. And so the, yep. ba- the battery burns through in half a day because yeah. your mobile phone, when you're in a poor coverage area, is using more battery. Yeah, it bounces off the towers. Because yeah. it, it's going, where's some, where's some mobile? Yeah. Where's some? It's trying really hard for you. And that's what the watch is yep. doing. Watch has a tiny little thing. So of the bunch, I'd say Space Talk straight down the middle is, is, the, is the obvious choice. Don't yep. rule out looking at an Apple Watch as a longer term investment because they can keep it then till they're a teenager. Because a space yes. talk, they're going to rip yep. that thing off their wrist when they're eleven or twelve. Because um, yep. it's you know it's a kid's watch, uh, and the Moochies likewise will be ripped off as soon as they have a sense of fashion and credibility. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but I'll probably because uh, uh, the kids are well. The, the youngest probably wouldn't bother with one, but I've got a four and a five year old uh, rapidly. Oh, mate. <laughs> rapidly getting older. Get a, get a Moochies, um, get the Moochies, yeah. the four and the five year old, mate. That's going to last three or four years. When they're eight yeah. or nine, then you talk about what's next. Yeah, exactly. And everything will change by then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> mate, it'll, yeah. It'll, it'll be implants or some bloody thing. Or <laughs> retinal displays. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, they'll have to teach us. Nah, that's it. <laughs> Perfect. That's it. All right, we'll enjoy. No, I reckon get the good. moochies in, mate. You'll 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 love that. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I was I was sort of looking at all the reviews and that on on different different watches online, and uh, yeah, it just I didn't I didn't really well personally, but that that doesn't matter, I suppose. But I didn't really like the look of the moochies. It looked a bit chunky. And that, that's um, what I'm saying. Right. Is your kid going to notice that? Are they going to care? Exactly. Um, they, it'd probably stand out and prob- make them proud of it. Sort Man, of. And it probably looks more like the VTech than um, than the Space Talk does. So. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, just yeah. take them to a take them to a JB Hi-Fi. Show them what they look like. Yeah. No. So they oh, okay. Moochies are stocked at JB, are they? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I maybe they're they're on run out, but I've definitely yep. seen them there. Um, yep. I'm just going to do a quick check on my local store and, and see what it says. Uh, Space Talk is much. More widely available. Click and collect and buying store uh, is available, but not at my local store. So, gotcha. um, just check your local, see what you can do. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Oh, it's all right, right, mate. No worries. Thanks for that, mate. Thanks Good for on you. Back to me. Anytime, Good mate. On Good on you. And no worries. If you've got a question like Lee, uh, just go to the website eftm.com. Uh, always happy to spitball ideas of what to get. What, especially when it comes to your kids, they can be little pains, but it's very important that we get them the right stuff. Taking your calls, if you've got a tech question, just jump on the website, eftm.com. G'day, Matthew. Yeah, hi, Trevor. How are you? Hey, very well. You're on the road for work? Yeah, just driving, you know. What are you driving, bud? Uh, just a uh, truck and dog, just on delivery. Very good. Mate, uh, what can I do for you? Um, I've got a on-site caravan up in country Victoria with um, reception problems with the mobile phone. Is there anything I can hook up? Like antenna-wise, uh, boost the signal inside, or am I stuck with it? Look, they're, they're, they're not widely available, but, um, and I actually think I spoke about this only a few weeks ago, there's a company called Cellfi Go. They do they do a lot of in-car stuff, but I'm pretty confident they have a, um, or it might just be called Cellfi, and I think Go might be the product that is used kind of in the car. Um, but Cellfi 
have this stuff that essentially rigs up. Um, you can you can put this huge antenna on the roof. The thing is, mate, it's super expensive. Like, oh, you, is it? It's a big price to pay. Like, you're talking a thousand bucks plus. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, ab- it absolutely works. I've I've done one of these on um, the late great Bob Fulton's farm out at Quambo when we'd go out. They had this massive antenna on the roof. And we hooked up this thing and <laughs> it gave him mobile coverage. And he there was no town for miles. But yeah. um. But yeah, unfortunately, there's no simple way of doing it other than obviously, you know, checking which um, which telco you're with and you know, try testing them all. Are you are you worried about it on your mobile phone or on the things in the van like the the TV or the the computer? Uh, they all just I hotspot them through the phone. That's so mainly just the phone. So because I was going to suggest the other alternative thing to look at is whether or not you invest in um, some. Some internet for the van, right? So separate your phone for a minute. Just leave your phone alone. And if you were to buy yep. a little 4G, 5G, 4G hotspot, um, I know that in the Netgear ones, uh, they're called the Nighthawk M1. They're this little, little tiny box, um, like a CD yep. case, right? But in the bottom of it are two antenna ports. And, again, it's an investment. I don't know how much, but I'm sure you'll find plenty online. You'll find antennas. Now, it may not boost you from one bar to five, but in an area where you've got one bar, you could at least put the antenna on the outside of the van, have the wire running into this little device, and hopefully get you know the two bars that's available if you were to stand on the roof. Think of it that way. If you were to stand on the roof of the van with your hand up in the air, that's what yep. an antenna is going to do for a, a little mobile hotspot. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. So now, ha- would that be able to? Do you have to have a separate uh, internet account for that? Yeah. So what I'm talking about account? there, what I'm talking about there is having a device. A little box that is, you know, got a SIM card in it. It's got its own plan, um, you know, but you can sign up to twelve month plans with huge heaps of data, which also means you don't have to bother us hotspotting your phone all the time. Um, but yep. yeah, bottom line, to, to answer your bottom line question, those are the two ways you would add internet in a in a meaningful way. Both of them are going to cost you money. All right, cool. No worries. All right, buddy. I'll, Good uh, luck. Thanks, Trevor. Stay well. Happy trucking, mate. No worries. Thank Good you. on you, mate. Stay safe on the roads out there. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, really, because, and it's funny. I've done a lot of driving in the last three weeks. I've driven like twenty four hundred k's or something. A lot of k's. The poor little Kia Nero. Geez, she's copping some k's. But um, you know, I'm watching my phone go from four G to three G to five G, flicking around. Um, I was on the Telstra with Boost for one of the trips. It was it was you know good. I still think that the three G network from Telstra is just horrible. And I'd love your feedback. Let me know what it is for you. If you're on Telstra and, you know, your phone flicks back to 3D, 3G now and then. When it does, can you get internet? Because I'm sitting in my son's school with four bars of 3G. Nothing. Nothing works. You go, you're in the country. Oh, you're on 3G. Nothing works. No data. I'm sure calls work, but no data. 3G should still have data. It should still be good. You've got to wait till you it flicks back to 4G and suddenly all your notifications come through. Now, I was on Vodafone. I switched to Vodafone on the weekend, and I got some 5G on the way to Young. I got some 4G. I got some 3G. It worked pretty much consistently on all the networks. But the thing is, there's always going to be dead spots. And it, it's, um, I went to my, my, my brother brought a, a property on the outskirts of Young, not too far out, like five minutes, um, and he's built a little, uh, little house there, and he didn't have internet. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, well, I haven't signed up yet. We dug a trench. We put the Telstra line. I'm like, it's not Telstra. Anyway, um, wish he'd have have rung me. Um, Turns out he's on fixed wireless there with the NBN if he wants it. So that's good, 25 to 50 megabits per second. But there's no, like mobile coverage is like one bar, two bars, really slow. Honestly, it won't really frustrate my brother too much. It'll frustrate his 18-year-old son who wants to game. But, you know, that's the lifestyle you want. But sometimes you're trading lifestyle with convenience. If I'm like I drive through the country and I think to myself, sell up, take the equity and just buy a few acres, put a house on the hill and just sit back and scroll through TikTok for the rest of my days. <laughs> but but I would only do that if I could get half decent internet. And by half decent, I reckon hundred meg. I'd, I'd probably want to know fibre is near me, <laughs> and I could roll it out if I needed to. But that's the only basis by which I would sign up to to moving to the bush like that. You've got to understand the compromises exist, unfortunately. So, 
But isn't it funny how in this day and age you're you know you love your caravanning, you're out you know enjoying life. You've got to have that connectivity. It's critical. Fascinating. Uh, let me know what's going on in your world. EFTM.com. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website EFTM.com. Richard's on the line. G'day, Richard. Hi, Trevor. How are you going? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you, mate? Uh, I recently got NBN and Netflix, and when I run Netflix through my telly, it keeps freezing on me. Right. Alf, um, what sort of telly you got? Uh, JBC uh, 4K smart one, I think. Okay. Yep. So whereabouts is the TV in relation to your NBN modem? Uh, like 30 centimetres away from it. Really? And yeah. is, it, is it plugged in with a cable or is it on Wi-Fi? Uh, Wi-Fi. Wow, that's horrible. Like, everyone listening is just going, he's going to ask him where his internet is and it's going to be on the other side of the house and it's going to be stuffed Wi-Fi. 30 centimetres, mate, it should be cracking. Have you done a speed test on your mobile phone? No, I haven't. So who's your NBN with? Telstra. And which plan does you sign up for? Uh, Speed-wise, did they talk uh, about speed? Oh, they probably did. I know probably wasn't paying too much attention. How much do you reckon you're paying? Uh, I'm paying like $90 a month. Okay. So. Uh, look, for that money, you should be getting good speed. Uh, even if it's the 50 speed, shouldn't be an issue. I would only be worried if they had you on the 12, although that should still work if that's all you're doing. Is there anything else in the house that might be using the internet at the same time as the TV? No. Yeah, so you, you know that. So, look, there's, there's really only a couple of things you can do. First thing is I want you to, with your mobile phone, I want you to download the app called Speed Test. It's a great app. You just fire it up press go, and whether you're on mobile or Wi-Fi, it'll, it'll test the speed of the internet where you are standing. Sit your phone right next to the modem, like literally sit it next to the modem, run the speed test a few times, three or four times, and get an average. If you're with Telstra and you're on the 50 plan, you should be getting between 45 and 53 as your download speed, and you should be getting 90% of the upload speed, but that's not relevant in the Netflix case. The problem then, if that's a good speed, if it's a really horrible speed like 1 or 2 or 10, then there's your problem. But if it's a good speed like 20, 30, 40, 50, then there's something weird going on with the TV. So the first thing I would do is reset the network connection. Um, do you know, is it an Android TV or does it just have a couple of apps like Netflix and YouTube? And YouTube, yeah. Uh, just a couple of apps. Yep. So I, I designate it as a, a basic smart TV, right? And the JVC brand is probably very similar to all the Aldi ones and things like that. Um, the The only other thing you can do is, have you got a laptop or a tablet at all? Uh, yes. So, have you, and have you tried Netflix on those? It works fine? Yeah, it works fine through the Xbox, works fine on the phone. Right. So, just the Netflix button on the TV that's causing you buggery. Yep. Mate, unfortunately... Um, it's not like you can download an updated software for the JVC. It's a very simple, affordable TV. Um, I, I would do a factory reset of the TV and re- log back into your Netflix account and see whether that has any impact. But, mate, I, I don't even know an answer other than you know, get a Chromecast. Or you've got an Xbox. Use the Xbox for it. You're losing the yeah. convenience. I get that, and it's annoying for me to say that. But the hair that you're going to pull out trying to fix that thing, it's not worth it. you got yourself an affordable, great-value TV, You've got a few devices plugged into it. Use those for that smart stuff and just consider your TV dumb. And then you, you, you're getting the most from your Xbox. Make, you make your Xbox HDMI 1. Make it the default thing that turns on when you turn on the TV and use that for all of your media. Oh, very good. That's right, basically what I've done. So thank oh, you well, for that. <laughs> good stuff. Here we are. Good stuff, mate. Good on you, Richard. Uh, enjoy. No, what, are, what are you watching on Netflix right now? Uh, Peaky Blinders at the moment. Really? I haven't watched that. Okay. Did you do Squid Game? Uh, no. Yeah, good call. Uh, honestly, I look back <laughs> on it and go, why did I do that to my brain? Uh, but anyway, good luck. All right, buddy, stay well. All right, thanks, mate. See ya. No worries at all. Sometimes, unfortunately, the answer isn't, oh, do this. And look, if you're listening and you've got a JVC TV and there's a fix to that, great. But I've not tested one. I don't know how well it works. Could have really poor Wi-Fi card in it. You know, could be any range of things. When you buy a cheap TV, there's cheap components in it. Hopefully, that's not a fault for him. Um, if it is, you could take it back, but I'm suggesting that he's happy with his Xbox and whatnot, so he will get by. If you've got a question yourself, go to the website, EFTM.com. Always happy to help. I record it on Tuesday. I'll ring you up and get you on the show. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. So when I got an email 
telling me that we had big news coming on Monday, just a few days ago, uh, from Vodafone. Well, my ears and eyes pricked up. I'm like, oh, this is exciting. Because, I mean, in simple terms, we're talking about tripling the 5G coverage of the Vodafone network. And we can all, you know, pretend. But in the end, Vodafone is third in this race. If it is a race, they're third. But I think for good reason, because it's, it's not a race. <laughs> There's no urgency around this. We're not yet at any point where 5G's impact is actually going to be that tremendous because we don't have all the amazing things that are coming in the years ahead. But right now, there is a bit of a consumer race with big brands like Apple and Samsung talking about 5G. So it's important that Vodafone has more than just a toe in the water here. So tripling your coverage overnight with the launch of their 5G standalone core, he says in inverted commas, because he doesn't know what that means, um, is a big deal. To help me understand what that means, uh, is the Executive General Manager of Mobile and Fixed Networks responsible for such things at uh, the TPG Telecom Group, uh, which obviously encompasses the Vodafone brand, is Barry Keswick, and he joins me on the line. G'day, Barry. How are you, mate? Very good, Trevor. Lovely to meet you. Mate, this is, I mean, this is a big deal this week, right? This is a, a huge milestone for the TPG Telecom Group. Yeah, um, absolutely super excited and proud of what the team's been able to achieve, Trev. Um Obviously, over the weekend, we've turned on our 5G standalone core, um, which has been a, a big piece of work over um, lots of years of transformation, which has tripled our coverage. And um, I suppose the big thing out of that is um, one of the activities that we've been doing is getting up to 85% pop coverage in 10 of the largest cities in Australia, which now means that two out of three Australians will be covered by this 5G standalone coverage when um, connecting with a device. Because I can hear the narcs and I can hear your competitors um, raining down on your 85% number because you know they talk about total population and stuff. But in the end, Vodafone's advantage has always been in the big cities. Uh, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, those kind of places where you've, in many times, you've had more customers than the others because, quite simply, you've got a great network, it's had great speeds, great coverage, and, you know, it's worth playing up that you're playing to a market, you're playing to your audience, you're playing to your customers, and you know where they are. So why not target, especially in the early phase of a rollout, why not target those 10 major cities and regions? Yeah, well, we, the ones that you mentioned, definitely. So, we, obviously, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, Canberra are the big ones, which obviously are in those. But we've also gone out and done it in the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Central Coast, Wollongong. So, um, definitely, um, you know, focused on those top 10 cities. But um, where we are now is we're currently, you know, rolling out over 100 sites a month. Um, this month, we're going to get over 160 sites targeted in November. We'll do very similar in uh, December, so you know we haven't stopped. It's just going to keep on getting better and better. How much of that site work is new sites? Is is most of it? What percentage of it is to adding antennas to a tower in the most simple terms? Uh, so um, with what we're doing um, in our plan, we've had to because of um, um, the obviously vendor uh, restrictions, we've had to actually go about um, replacing. And so we're actually knocking down um, what was there and rebuilding it to be able to be the you know the best newest um, technology. So everything we're building at the moment on the radio tower is native five G ready. So this standalone core um, with the uh, radio equipment is key to us. You know, building a much smarter, you know, most modern network um, at the moment. You know, I'd like to think that we're really leading and you know, and very um, one of the you know leading ones in modern networks in the yeah, world. Absolutely. Now, um, I've had a, a long relationship with Vodafone. They've been great supporters of what I do when I travel overseas and we do a lot of roaming. I love Vodafone roaming. So, you know, CES is coming up. I'm leaving on the 1st of January. I knew I had to switch at some point, but on Friday when I received this news um, that was being announced on Monday, I, I ran straight down to a service station, picked up a Vodafone SIM card and ported my number over. So help me understand now, why don't I have 5G? Yeah, so the standalone core network is now launched. So we've actually, from a technical perspective, um, it's ready. Where we are currently is we have been working with the flagship um, device vendors. Um, and in the next couple of weeks, we will have the first standalone um, device on this network. Um, and it's the Samsung S21. Uh, so what will happen is um, through the normal maintenance release, the upgrade will come down, which will give access to this network. Right. Um, and then it's a really fast follower after that. We have, you know, lots of um, um, the devices, obviously these new standalone devices in the pipeline, and we have, you know, really good um, 
you know, runway into the new year. Will, will an iPhone 13 be ever be standalone 5G capable? Yeah, so the iPhone 13 is standalone hardware capable yep. um, at the moment. Um, we're just our network's ready now, so it's just working when when Apple's ready for us. Right. So basically, help me understand again, and, and we're we're talking to average people here. Um, standalone means, when, as I understand it, when I turn the phone on and it goes, "Where's some mobile?" It goes, "Oh, there's 5G." Boom. Whereas up until now, and most other you know 5G connections that occur are. Turn my phone on and it goes, oh, there's some 4G. Oh, you've got 5G as well. I'm on. So it needs the kind of on-ramp of 4G to get to 5G. Is, is that the, the thing that you're bypassing with this standalone core? Yeah, so obviously by nature, the 5G standalone core is a 5G native. So what it means, it doesn't have the dependency on 4G. Mm -hmm. So a device which is 5G standalone capable will stay on the 5G network um, and be able to be able to use all of the, you know, now um, the capability of coverage and uh, into the future, all the use cases which come. So this is really the network is enabled, uh, ready for, um, you know, the, the evolution of the devices. So given this is a, a, a long-term play, right, 5G is a, a long-term play. Um, I don't know how long a, a generational network sits in place, but it would be kind of 15, 20 years, wouldn't it? Because 6G will come in 10 years, we think, kind of that kind of stuff. So device-wise, obviously there's a few great devices out there now that will be upgraded with software, but is it right to say that there may be a few people um, who bought 5G-capable devices a, a year ago or, you know, when 5G first came out. Maybe they're switching from other networks. Maybe they had a 5G device but didn't care. But then they see all these 5G billboards wondering why their phone doesn't get it. Will there be devices in the market that will never get 5G on Vodafone because they're not wired for the for the standalone core? Yeah, so um, the early phase of 5G was done with non-standalone across all of the operators, and that's how the devices came out, which was where it required 4G. Um, All of the new devices which are coming out um, as of, you know, like the S21, which came out several months ago and the like, are all coming out now being 5G standalone capable. So the ecosystem is now able to use this network moving forward. Is there a way for an average Joe to work out which phones are which, because, I, I mean, I know we've got sub-six versus millimetre wave, which is another confusing part of 5G that the average population needs to try and understand at some point down the track. Um, but, you know, when you look, if you look at the hardcore specs of a phone, is it obvious in any way? Yeah, so uh, when you're purchasing a device uh, you, uh, moving forward, like I said, the ecosystem is all moving towards standalone. So it's just the legacy devices as like, you know, when we've moved from 3G to 4G, yeah, right. um, similar. So when you're going in and purchasing a device, just make sure it's um, 5G standalone capable. So, I mean, this is this is, this puts you on the map both literally and figuratively, doesn't it, uh, in terms of 5G? Because, as I say, I don't believe it's a race. I and look, I was pretty critical of, um, and I can say it, I was critical of Telstra in the early days because I felt like they were spruiking something that didn't exist. But to their credit, they've built a very rapid um, rollout of their network and they've they've executed that very well. Optus took a more you know interesting approach with, I guess, home broadband being a priority and then switching to, to mobile. Where, where does the TPG Telecom Group's um, motivation or, or strategy come in? Is it as much about mobile as it is home or is it more about one than the other? Uh, I would say that what we've done is we've built the network now to be ready for all of the future devices. And as part of that is not just mobile, it's actually for FWA, so in the, which is fixed wireless access. So for mobile. Um, and fixed wireless access, and over the course of the next few months, devices will also be coming out which are standalone capable in the FWA arena. And, and the other big thing that people probably don't appreciate about the merger of TPG and Vodafone, which is a huge group because we're talking Internode, AAPT, Felix, Lamara, IINet, like it's a lot of brands here, but TPG had a, had a strong holding of spectrums. And I think that what you've done here is is begin the the true execution of the of the merger strategy. This is really the first big moment where the mergers, um, I guess, played a big role in in the the future of the business because, I guess, TPG and Vodafone had their own holdings. But we're talking about the seven hundred megahertz, uh, three point six gigahertz, and I think also millimeter wave spectrum that that the groups together had that are now one. That mean that you've got a very strong. I mean, you'd be you'd be picking yourself in this race if you had to peg the the long term future, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, well, we've got, I'd like to say that we've got the best ever network in um, what we have in Vodafone and across those brands you mentioned. Obviously, since merger, the spectrum has been a big piece, but it's also enabled us to integrate all of the, you know, the small cells, um, fibred our sites um, and brought together what I would say is one of the, you know, smartest, brightest teams of um, experts, which I'm blessed to have within my organisation. Well, mate, it's a, it's a big week. I know I kind of play it down because it's not really accessible to the general public yet, but it's going to happen, I think, rapidly. You know, I think it'll it'll the, the pennies will just drop, the dominoes will fall in the devices, the the updates that will come. Some will be slower than others. I can imagine which ones will be slower than others, but um, but we'll all get there, and I think that I look forward to the day that I'm – I certainly hope that there's 5G here at my place, um, uh, and uh, and I can I can take advantage of the, of the speed that it offers me when I just want to show off, really, because for me right now, and I'll be honest, for me right now, 5G is about showing off speed, but I understand that, you know, in the future we're going to see some amazing things, connectivity among devices – um, whether it's autonomous cars or smart home or things that I guess we don't even know are going to be things, Barry. Yeah, so obviously um, building the network is about building it to evolve for all these future use cases. Yeah. So having this you know, 5G standalone core ready um, with our coverage um, gives us the ability to, as this ecosystem evolves, like what we spoke about with the device ecosystem now, um, we're ready. So we're network ready and really excited about the future that 5G brings. Um Coming back into where you live, um, Trev, obviously I'm not sure your address, but um, with us having 85% pop coverage, I assume you're in Sydney, um, you will be covered with a standalone cop device, I would assume, um, in your location. Mate, I'll be sending my address for a check very soon. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's great to be back on the network personally. I look forward to jumping on a plane and taking advantage of the roaming because that was uh, I still believe that's one of the greatest advantages the business has as a, as a global brand. And uh, I look forward to more and more people discovering 5G as uh, those devices switch on and roll out over the, over the months and years ahead, Barry. I really appreciate your time. A great explanation of what you've done. And, uh, yeah, a long road ahead, but uh, a big milestone. So congratulations to you and the team. Yeah, no, thank you, Trev. And um, the team has been, you know, the smarts of the team has made this happen. So I'm really proud of what they've been able to achieve and, you know, using smart technology to get us the best network ever. Catch up soon. Cheers, buddy. Got a tech question, got a tech problem, get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com. Trish did that. G'day, Trish. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Really well. What can I do for you? Just wondering, I'm tossing up, I'm, I've got an S9 Galaxy, I believe. It's an old phone, it's tired. And I just don't know which to upgrade to, the S21 Ultra or the Google Pixel, because I kind of like the, the camera on the Google Pixel. What do you love about so, the camera on the Pixel that you've seen? Uh, just the detail, basically. And I, I'm just a mad photographer, just dogs. I'm, I'm, really, I'm a really boring person. But, yeah, I really like the camera, but... I love Galaxy. I love Android. I love – it's just what I know. I can't stand iPhones. That's just me personally. Totally fine. What, what, are you, what is it that <laughs> makes you think that the Pixel has, a say, a better camera than the, um, than the S21? Just what people are telling me. Just friends. I can't say, you know – Do you I, know I'm a be- lot of people that have bought a Pixel? Pixel yes, 6? three. Three. Three people that have bought a Pixel 6. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. No, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm – I'm impressed because the thing is, I when that came out, I said this could be their most successful in Australia because right. you know they've been they've made great phones for years, but I don't know why they haven't cracked it. Do you want? Do you know why those people bought that phone? Like out basically, uh, the one was for the um, how you can remove an image from yeah, the background. The magic yeah. Race, yes. Yeah, that and basically the others are saying it was a lot cheaper than the Ultra. Yeah, right. And well, the Galaxy, yeah. You know what? Um, that if you truly, truly, and this will be a great experience for you because you don't have to listen to people like me or your friends. There's a there's a company called DXO Mark. Um, no. The letters D X and O, and then the word Mark DXOMark.com. They now there are there's part of me that doesn't like what they do because I feel like they uh, I don't know they charge the companies to do the research because um, often the best phones, like the newest phones, don't appear on their website for months. And you're like, why haven't you done this one? So there may be something to that, but trust me, their research is solid. Like they, the if you read one of their reviews, so if I click on the Google Pixel 6 um, review, they've given it a rating of 135, which is uh, just very slightly behind the iPhone. Um, but it's only, the only other phones it's behind is some Huawei's and Xiaomi's, which you're not going to buy. But it's right. length, lengths ahead of the Samsung. Um, oh, really? Which, you know, it's, 
which is great. But here's the great thing. Have a look at their site and you look at the, the things they do. They do the same test for every phone. I'm talking okay. they, they give it a rating on exposure, color, autofocus, texture, everything. Like they, they And they do the same or similar tests for every single one. So you could actually compare... Oh, um, that's good. Yeah, photo versus photo, and it's it's a it's lab science style um, photo testing. It's you know like people like me who review phones, we'd love to be able to have the time to do this, but I don't. You know, we just go in our normal course of using the phone. We take a few photos and we go. We think it's good. Um, these people yep. are, are taking the same three photos with this phone, an Apple iPhone, and a Huawei, for example, and they're going. Here's what's better or worse about it, and then go and read the Samsung one. And go, oh, okay, that's interesting. Here's how it works, and things oh. like. Depth of field or zoom is where you really start to see some benefit. And I've got to say, I think that I think the, the Google Pixel 6 is the standout right now. So I don't think you'll be disappointed. Don't worry about the coming from a Galaxy ecosystem into Google because most of it is familiar. If, right. you, were, if you were to go from an S9 to an S21, there's a lot new. Like the yes. icons are different. Things are different. It's so so. If you're going to make a change, you may as well make it to another brand at the same time. Um, oh, well, there you go. It's not, it's not as remarkable as changing to an iPhone um, in terms yeah, of no. learnings. <laughs> it's um, it's actually a much cleaner uh, Samsung. Well, I love them and I love their phones. But they, yeah. they add stuff to Google, uh, to Google's operating system, whereas Google just give you their operating system. So it's, I think, yeah, I, here's my guess. You're going to buy the Pixel 6. You're going to get back in touch with me in, in a few weeks and you're going to go, wow, this thing's amazing. And that's what I want to hear, okay? Okay, no drama. Thank you so, so much. Happy shopping. Where are you going to buy it from, direct or through your telco? Uh, probably direct. I don't, I don't like my telco. I'm not going to admit who it is. I just don't like them. So time to move. Oh, you're going to change telcos at the same time? Absolutely. Good on you. Find a better <laughs> deal. Save some money. I bet you any money. How much are you paying per month for your, for your mobile plan? Uh, it was seventy bucks, I think. I bet you any money with that with a phone or on its own. Uh, no, now it's on its own. It's out of contract, hence why I'm shopping. So how much is it? Seventy bucks out of contract. Yes. So you know, have a guess what I'm paying. Oh, don't. Am I, am I going to fall over? Do I need to sit down? Thirty dollars. No way. Because I'm not with you know the big brands with the crazy plans. I know what I need and I buy yep. what I need. So look at your last three bills. Find out how much data you've you've used, and that's the only thing to shop on, data. Right. Look well, at, I never ever go over 12 or whatever oh it is, 15. Oh, my dear Lord. <laughs> and is there is there a problem with any of the particular networks at your home? Because obviously Telstra Optus, Vodafone, some people, you know, they don't have Optus at their home or something like that. I can't, yeah, I can't get Optus, that's for sure. Okay, so so the two to look at are yep. Boost Mobile and, Boost Mobile, and yeah. Kogan Mobile. So... Kogan Mobile is on the Vodafone network. Boost yep. Mobile is on the Telstra network. Um, wow. If you look at the cost of a Boost Mobile SIM card, um, for yes. $30, you get 40 gigabytes of data. No way. Okay. On Kogan Mobile, let's have a look at there. I'm just going to bring up their plans. I'm doing it while we speak, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, let's do it monthly just for, for giggles. Their extra large plan is... 80 gigabytes a month for $10 a month. No way. All right. So. Oh, I've got some serious shopping to do when I get back in the office. And here's the thing. <laughs> both of those. Try yep. them both. Work yep. out that work out it's all okay for, you know, Vodafone or, or Telstra, whichever one. And then yep. sign up for 12 months and you're saving way more. Absolutely. Way. Oh, like I'm you've given me lots to do today. Crazy money savings. You go to Boost Mobile for $300, you've got a year and 260 gigabytes of data to use over the year. Wow. $300. Oh, you're joking. That's what you're paying no. now in like three and a half months. That's exactly right. <laughs> and in a year, you've saved a large part of the cost of that new phone. There you go. Boom, Works Trish. it out. Works it all out. Thank you so, so much. All right. Have a great day. You too. See you. Bye-bye. Yeah. There you go. Just trying to save money. Isn't it funny how people – it's weird. I live in a bubble. I live in a bubble. I know it, and I've got to accept it because I can, I can educate people every day. Um, there's money to be saved, folks. There's money to be saved. Mm-hmm. 
Trevor Long taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, eftm.com. Jay did that. G'day, Jay. Good day, good day, Joe. How are well, you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, you know, like I have a Dell PC and one side power on every time. Uh, so it's just stuck on the blue screen all the time. And so, so it's a standalone PC, not a laptop? No, is it like a yep. PC? Okay. And at what point the of the boot sequence does it go blue? Is it as soon as you hit the power button or do you get the kind of BIOS with the black screen and the white writing and then it goes blue? Um, uh, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not good in the computer, so I'll, I'll just power on. Yep. Uh, I think it just are doing some um, processing things. And, and, and so once it's, you know, like refresh every page, yep. refresh the PC, and then it's stuck on the blue screen. Not even, not even being able to get like the application, no, uh, and and you know on the cursor things no like mouse, mouse things. no nothing, nothing no, on the mouse, screen, mouse. literally just blue, just blue. Wow. Okay. Um. So there. I mean, so I, I just the reason I ask about the process is, you do see other things before the blue, like words or just stuff. Something happens before the blue, doesn't it? Yeah. So the reason I ask that is because if it's just blue when you turn it on, it's probably the broken monitor. But if you see other things, then, yeah, it's probably, um, you know, something more about the uh, um, the, the, the install of Windows. Um, okay. Have you got another device that you can use the internet on and, and Google and stuff like that? Yeah, I do have a spare one, but I haven't tried it. Yeah. So, well, it might even be just your mobile phone, but... I don't I, because I don't know your specific model of Dell computer. Is there data on the computer that you're desperate to keep? No. Yeah. So really. what? Because what I'm going to recommend is that you essentially wipe the computer. Um, okay. And the great thing is that you can do that using um, the Dell have this kind of operating system image that's kind of on your computer. You don't know it's mm-hmm. there, um, yep. but if you a Dell computer has a service tag. There's a there's a recovery tool that you can download. You'll need another computer for that. Little flash yeah. drive. <laughs> but essentially, you boot the computer up, a few key keystrokes, and off you go. You'll be able to essentially reformat the computer. Now, okay. the thing I recommend you do is I I'd look on the box of the computer and see if you can find the the identification of the computer in more detail. So, what model is it of Dell and stuff like that? Because you're going to spend a bit of time essentially searching the Dell website. Uh, looking yep. for the the keystrokes, the commands. Okay. I, I think it wouldn't be a bad thing to just give them a, an email or a call as well. You're not looking for them to fix it. You should just say this up front. You're not looking for them to fix it. You just want the instructions on how to restore, factory restore your computer. Um, okay. Because that's what you need to do. You need to wipe it, and it'll mm-hmm. reinstall Windows itself, and then hopefully you'll have a, a working computer again. And and the mouse is wouldn't allow me to select any option because once once I, I like I like moving the mouse, you know on the is it like the round wheel it just keep going and going and, and going. And that's the thing. It's 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 in it's stuck in a boot loop of some sort. The other thing you oh, can okay. do is is um, look up Windows Safe Mode. But mm-hmm. honestly, it, given you've you've self identified as someone with with a very low level of computer knowledge. If you go into mm-hmm. safe mode, you're going to need to learn a lot more about trying to um, restore a last best known format. But if you go okay. into safe mode, um, and let me remind myself, I'll just Google it, Windows safe mode. Um, if you enter safe mode by, when you turn the computer on, press the F8 key. F8, okay. F8 on the keyboard. Just yep. just keep keep pressing it, spam it, as the okay. kids say. <clears throat> yep. It'll it'll open up Windows in a very boring mode. It won't quite work properly. And if you yep. get into Windows, hit mm-hmm. the Windows key and type mm-hmm. restore. And 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 you'll look for the options for Windows to be restored, reformatted, wiped, those kind of things. All right? So safe sure. mode via F eight, get you into Windows yep. and do a restore then. Or yep. look up the Dell website and get some Dell tech support on your specific model to find out how to Reinstall the factory image of Windows. Reinstall factory image of image of Windows. Image of Windows. Yeah. No good luck, Jay. Thank you, Trevor. May Thanks the force be with me. you, my friend. It sounds like you've got a good, uh, solid uh, bit of afternoon tech support involved. Yeah. No problem. All right, buddy. No problem. Thank good you. On you. Thanks for coming back. No, no, my problem. Not at all. Good on you, Jay. Um, poor fellow. He's going to.
He's going to be up against it there, I'll be honest. Um, and look, the other option there, and I didn't say this to him, but the other option is just call gigs to you. Um, you know, if your hot water system was broken, you wouldn't email a bloke on a website and wait for him to ring for his podcast. You just call a plumber. Geeks to you is that you know, they, they can they can get you sorted, um, and that's what you want. <laughs> you want someone to help. Uh, they'll come to your house and they'll just do it. Now, they I think they charge a set fee and then an hourly. Fee. It's it's all good. Like they do good stuff, so well worth looking at um, because they they do great things. Uh, anyway, if uh, you've got a tech question, you know where to go. It's tough. Um, you know, so process-wise, the way this works is you probably have, I've told you before, you've worked out, I get emails all the time, and I sit here for a couple of hours on a Tuesday, and I go through the list, and I ring as many people as I can. Some people don't answer, some people do. Uh, some people don't want to talk, and I just say, see you later, because, like, I, I, I don't give tech support on the phone, being very rude about it, but sometimes I just have to say I'm sorry, but this is what I do. Um, but I just got off the phone from, I'm just going to call him Bob, because he didn't want to be identified, um, and he did send a follow-up email to say I don't want to be on the show, so don't call me. But the reason I really wanted to speak to him, because it's a, it's a shocking story that we need to talk about. And, and if we don't talk about it, people don't know it's real. And I'm going to read his email because it doesn't identify him in any way. He says, My wife fell victim to a phone scam where the caller conned her to download an app called Crypto from the App Store plus another app that enabled him to watch. She gave him account details plus PIN. We've lost a lot of our money, but I'm worried about the crypto account he has access to. We've had our bank accounts locked and changed, but she still had to download a photo of her driver's license to open the account. The bank account details have um uh, I've been changed and I've been onto Services Australia plus ID Care, put a credit ban in place. Do I need to cancel the crypto account, which they wanted her holding uh, a phone, a photo of holding a sign? Uh, could you please advise this whole thing's been very stressful? Love listening to you on the radio. Um, I just spoke to Bob. Uh, his wife is distraught because he wouldn't tell me. But let me just tell you, they didn't lose 100 bucks. To the point where he said to me, "We, um, you know, we're close to retirement. And that's now on the back burner. So I'm just guessing they lost tens of thousands of dollars, and that's heartbreaking. Now, apparently, he doesn't go into detail here, but he told me on the phone that there was like an eBay scam. That the the phone call was from an O3 number, and they were just about to head to an O3 areas on holiday, so they you know answered it. Uh, something about a fake. Uh, sorry." Um, an invalid eBay account which needed to be closed and do they need help with that? And she's like, I don't have one. He's like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'll help you with that and yada, yada, yada. Um, and and then it just escalated from there. Now, I'm assuming the crypto account um, was then, they made her link that to a bank account and they then used the crypto account to buy some crypto which was linked to a bank account and that's where they got the money from. Oh, man. I'm just so heartbroken for them. It's terrible. Um, but the thing is, and I, I get it, it's raw for them. It only just happened. They don't want to talk about it on a podcast, let alone on the radio. And I, I said, I'm not an ambulance chaser. I just want you to know that at some point, if you want to talk about it, you need to, because other people listening will learn that this is the scam. If we don't talk about the scams, no one learns about the scams. And that's how the scammers make their money. We, we've got to talk about it. If you've been scammed you have to report it to scamwatch.gov.au so they know about it. And they, if they see a trend, they can alert everyone about it. They can put out press releases. Now, i got to say, Bob did so much right, you know, talking to Services Australia about your ID, ID care, putting a credit block on, a whole bunch of things. Very, very good. Very, very smart. Um, but, um, but raising awareness is the next best thing you can do. And if you've been scammed, you've got to talk about it. Because that way everyone can learn from your unfortunate situation. It's not your mistake. It's an it's an error of judgment, but it's it's a new world. How would you know? So I feel really bad for um, Bob and his partner, especially his partner, who's essentially you know lost a whole bunch of their money. I don't know what you can do because you can't get that money back, mate. It's offshore. Um, so if you know someone who's been scammed, please talk to them. 
Not about talking to me. Talk to them about certainly talking to Scamwatch. That's critical. Um, and just think about whether or not you should be talking about it more widely. If we don't talk about the scams, you don't know about the scams. You don't know what to be on the lookout for. It's like when those all those text messages come through about deliveries and stuff. There's plenty of stories done on that because everyone's getting the text message. Ain't not everyone getting scammed by this crypto thing. So just don't be ashamed. Be disappointed in yourself. Be upset or whatever you want. But do not be ashamed of, of what's happened to you because it's happening to lots of people. Lots. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. Travel along with you, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, just jump on the website, EFTM.com. That's what Gavin did. G'day, mate. Hi, Trevor. Hey, buddy. What can I do for you? So, Trevor, I've got a little bit of a dilemma that's beyond my small brain at the moment. <laughs> but but basically, uh, I'm doing a renovation in the house and I'm looking to put in um, a Samsung frame, a Samsung sound bar. Uh, and I've also got four ceiling speakers. And I have no idea on how I could link them all together with the ultimate outcome being that I want to play the soundbar and the ceiling speakers at the same time with Spotify or anything musical, basically. You know, my small brain may struggle with this as well, Gavin, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> because what you're doing is essentially trying to link old school and new school, right? Because yeah. it's old school having speakers in the ceiling without having a, you know, a crazy sound system based around an amp, right? So an amplifier is the... Is the is the core bit of technology that you need to, you know, run speaker wires to and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. a, a, a Samsung soundbar, um, a, a good one, will come with rear speakers that could be mounted on the wall or you know whatever. But you know, and it's not as clean as having them in the ceiling, right? I get that. But as yeah. a, a standard everyday soundbar won't that I can understand won't interact directly with other speakers. But I'm wondering if the uh, the mid ground there is maybe there's a way of having still having to get an amplifier and essentially running your TV sound through the amplifier and having the sound bar act as an output of the amplifier, like you could say to the amplifier that the optical output is the center speaker, for example. But yep. if you do that, you're wasting your money on the Samsung sound bar because that thing is you know, powerful. It has probably Dolby Atmos. It's got virtual yeah. surround. It's probably got Wi-Fi and all that built in. You're going to lose most of the most of the features. Um, are that, were, so those, just, were those speakers already in the ceiling, or did you put them in? Yeah, for this they renovation? were. Th- yeah, they were, and they're all wired up and everything. And if I take them out, I'm going to have holes in the wall. No, man, in the just ceiling. leave them there. Leave yeah, them. yeah. C- can I ask you another question related to that? What, what if What if I was thinking about the Sonos Arc and a Sonos Amp? Yep. And how would they play well with the Samsung Frame TV? Beautifully. Absolutely so, beautifully. So the thing about people, uh, people, I say people, it's kind of a rude thing to say, isn't it? We all get kind of uh, melded to the fact that I've got an LG TV and an LG soundbar. I've got this, you yeah. know, not at all. Absolutely irrelevant. I took a, look, I, I've obviously got a lot of crazy gear. And, you know, mm. when, when I've, the problem I have with gear is when it's been, used by me for say two years um i don't have the box anymore i certainly can't warrant it so it's basically scrap even though it's at the time it was a two thousand dollar soundbar right so i gave my brother this soundbar it was a samsung soundbar actually with rears and everything subwoofer the lot and he rings me the other day and he goes how do i get the sound through it i'm like oh mate i don't know work it out anyway yeah. fortunately i was he lives in but a young so it was a four-hour drive but fortunately i was coming down that weekend so i said just leave it i'll have a look yeah. at it so I get there, right. and he's got this. I'm talking. It must have been 37 inches. If it was 40, I'd be amazed. TV. So I'm like, dude, we have to talk TVs for a start. LG yeah. TV, old as heck, like the very original version of WebOS. But uh, first and foremost, he had the HDMI port in cord in the wrong port. So every TV or the modern TV has an arc port. One normally yeah. only one of the HDMI ports is arc, which means stands for audio return channel. Yes. Yep. You, you, I, I've got a Hisense TV on my wall at home and a Sonos Arc plugged into it. It's p- perfectly fine. I plugged my brother's LG TV into the Arc port into the Samsung soundbar and then I went yep. into the sound settings of the TV 
and was very clear that I only wanted the arc being used. I didn't want the internal speakers of the TV. So now when yeah. I use the volume, it, it actually changes the volume on the soundbar, not on the, um, the TV, which is perfect, right? That's what you want. So yeah. really, it's about how you pair them together. I've not used a Sonos amp, I'll be honest, okay. but I assume that you can do exactly what you're talking about. Now, You, uh, I'd be amazed if you can't, tune a Sonos amp to say this speaker is a rear rear left, rear right yeah, you can you can. I know that I used Perfect. to have a, the older version of the Sonos amp and obviously the newer versions are much more sleek and, Man, and got all the latest if technology. If you get, mate, I'll be honest I've, I've got some great soundbars but the Sonos Arc is mind-blowing. Yeah. Okay, fair enough that if was my last question it, to you If you can afford yeah. it, dude yeah. go all in on Sonos Okay, so this is my last question to you, and help me spend my money, which I know you keep talking about, right? Um, help me spend my money. What's your recommendation for uh, a Bose 700 with an amp and a subwoofer, a Sonos Arc with an amp and a subwoofer, or a Samsung um, soundbar amp and the rear speakers? Do you have you have you used Sonos before? Yes, have I have got few, other, so. Have you got other no. generation two Sonos? No, I in my old house I sold everything that we had set up, right. almost twenty grand of equipment uh, to the new owners, and they bought Lucky it bastards. because it was fully. <laughs> so I'm setting it up from scratch, mate. Buy the Sonos. You know it. You know how it works. Yeah. You understand it. Yeah. If you buy Bose, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great sound. But you're always going to be thinking, oh, Sonos did it this way, or I don't it. Like, mate, you know the system. You yeah. know what you how to use it. You know how to interact it with all your um, music accounts and all that kind of stuff. Yep. The only thing you you've you've got to do here is plug it into a new TV. What size Samsung yeah. frame are you going to get? A uh, sixty-five inch. You know you can get seventy-five now. I know, but <laughs> yeah, the, you asked me to help fire... you spend your money. <laughs> the fireplace uh, that we're getting in that fits into the wall is exactly the almost same length as a 65 inch TV and mm-hmm. it lines up perfectly and I'm build a bigger uh, fireplace oh man <laughs> the, the minister of design won't allow that uh, the minister for war finance and design well done yeah that's right uh, mate this, yeah. the frame's beautiful um, yeah. it it I, I want to see a photo when it's installed, mate. It'll, it, Absolutely, like it's, we'll send it's it a magnificent-looking thing. So I'm confident that you will will you will enjoy the Sonos amp and arc combination yeah. and the sub. Sub's beautiful. Does Minister for Design see the sub? Uh, yes, she has, and it's going to be tucked away very neatly. with just it poking out a bit, but we'll manage that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's a like I think it's a beautiful sub. Yeah. But my wife's like, get that out of here. I'm like, okay, no. I'll put it over there under that, but. Like, it's beautiful. I, I, yeah, anyway, uh, you can't win them all, can you, mate? But anyway, they put no, up with but, us. But, so Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, that's right. She puts up with me, and she's got everything else in the house, so I'm allowed to have the frame uh, and the Sonos. <laughs> and, I, and, I've got, and I put the budget aside for it, so uh, I'm glad I did earlier on. Good stuff. Well done, mate. Enjoy the, the renovation and enjoy all that great gear when you get it installed, mate. Yeah. Thank you, Trev. Thanks for calling, and, and keep up the good work with the podcast and helping us out. Oh, I appreciate it, mate. That's very kind of you. Good right. on you, mate. Talk soon. Cheers. Okay, bye-bye. What a lucky man. Um, spending uh, all his money, I am. Um, yes, there's cheaper ways to do that, but you got to listen um, when people are asking that kind of question. It's like, clearly, not the budget's not an issue, but clearly he's not looking for a budget recommendation. He's looking for, you know, he wants to tick a box and make this right. And um, yes, you'll, there'll be a Bose fan listening that wants a certain way and would suggest certain things. Um, you know, I could suggest some beautiful JBL speakers, Harman Kardon's Citation Series. Oh my God, beautiful. He's a guy that knows Sonos. He's not going to be disappointed with that purchase. Awesome. Can't wait to see the photo. What a legendary uh, installation he's allowed to do. Um, if only. All right. <laughs> You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. All right. Well, I hope you're some the wiser. I'm none the wiser. And together we can be wise. Uh, lots going on in the world of tech and we'll bring you more on that in Two Blokes Talking Tech this week's wrap of all the news in technology with Stephen Fennick the movie show uh, this week is Jaws so uh, if you haven't watched Jaws for a while watch it now if you've never watched it like me watch it now and then download the best movies you've never seen on Friday um, that um, 
that's just a fun show where I get to watch movies for a living. How weird's this going for me my whole life? It's very strange. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, get in touch anytime you like. Uh, EFTM.com. And we'll be back with more shows across the week. And this show, the EFTM podcast, we'll be back next week on Tuesday in the EFTM podcast feed. And if you're listening in the Two Blokes Talking Tech feed, hello, welcome. Uh, and you'll get this on a Wednesday. Talk to you next week, folks. Mm-hmm.